Welcome to Adorama Voice, a voice for creators. I'm your host, Daniel Norton. In this podcast, I want to talk a little bit about being creative. And really the thing that I hear a lot, which is, you know, I'm not really creative. We hear this from so many different people, and I think that it comes from a few sources. And I want to talk a little bit about that, especially I think this is useful for people that are creators or do see themselves as creators. Because I think we need to start to help people, to bring them up when they say things like that, to help them see that they are creative or can be creative and that it can be very valuable to be creative. A lot of times when somebody looks at us and says, well, there's a successful creator, they have a lot of followers on Instagram or they have a YouTube channel or they've been published in magazines or they are in a movie, they sometimes look at that and say, well, that's creative. I just do my gardening or I do some crocheting or I write short stories that nobody's ever going to see or poetry or I doodle in the columns of my notebook, right? And I'm not creative, but that is creativity. The thing is being creative is all about release and growth and speaking from the inside. We've talked about this a bunch before. If you find solace or comfort or rejuvenation, even if it's momentary in doing something, that probably is a form of creativity. If you are really good at organizing your office desk, if you are good at setting up Excel spreadsheets, if you are somebody who starts businesses or manages a group of people or sets up a display window in a retail store or cooks food for your family or for yourself that they really enjoy, This is all forms of creativity. We, as people, are creative, all of us. We all have something to say. What ends up happening is a lot of times when we're younger, we get knocked back down. And this is a terrible thing, I think. And we need to be very careful about this when dealing with young people, especially. But it also happens as adults. What we're looking at here is the idea that the negativity, especially from other creators, can and does stop people from feeling creative and getting that joy and getting that release that we get. And it's kind of selfish and wrong to do that. I think if somebody picks up a camera, I'm a photographer, right, by, for by trade. If somebody picks up a camera and wants to learn, I don't put them down. I don't say, oh, you shouldn't do it, isn't that? Because I think that if I do that, I'm thinking back to all the times that when I was young, And people did that to me, you know, Uh, they mostly did to me in the business sense. And that's a little different. I think if somebody's trying to do something as a business and they're looking to you for advice as a mentor, well, you know, you got to be honest. You don't want to lie to people (laughs) and say, oh, yeah, you're definitely ready to start charging for photography if they're not. But I'm talking more about the idea of them wanting to do it and taking these pictures and putting it out there. I think that it's easy for us and I fall into it. I'm not perfect, of course, to... um, Look, look at things and be like, oh, yeah, they're doing that, you know, thing on Instagram that everybody does now or that TikTok dance or that, you know, filter on their, their pictures to make them look like everybody else. And I do think if you if you look back at the other episodes or listen back, I suppose that originality and these kind of things are going to be important. Growth as an artist. But sometimes we got to start where we got to start. Right. And if somebody is starting by repeating what they see or doing what's trendy or something that you don't really like or it's not really your style you don't want to discourage them. 
you can help them by showing them the positives of the way that you think is the right way to go. But insulting or putting down their way of doing it is just not going to help be helpful at all. And we have to remember that not everybody wants to do this for a living, not even for a part-time business, not even really to show people. Some people just like to do it. There's, I mentioned this before, there the song by Harry Chapin, if you haven't listened to it yet, <laughs> uh, spoilers, about Mr. Tanner, you know, is basically about a guy that is a, a good singer. He sings, you know, and all his friends are like, you need to be doing this professionally. And he does it. He, he puts everything into it. He finally takes that leap and then is unsuccessful. And this can be incredibly crushing. So too much positivity or too much pushing can also be negative. What we want to do is support people without insisting on any kind of an action to move forward, nor stop them from doing the thing they're doing. If they're doodling in the, you know, the corners of their notebook, let them doodle, let them enjoy it and enjoy that they're creating that thing and give them some compliments, give them, you know, some praise for doing, oh, that's really cool. You like to draw. Oh, that's really cool. You take pictures with your phone, whatever. It doesn't really matter. This type of positivity will help get people to understand that we can all be creative and this may lead to them doing something more involved and it may not. It might just allow them to see, hey, you know what? I can do it. I can do it. And what I do is good. It is justified. It is worth my time. I'm not wasting time when I'm doodling in the corner. I'm using it as a form of meditation or as a way to release something and to get out. Sometimes it can help you. You know, this is this is very uh, classic of teachers, right? You, you not, not to say that all teachers do this, but you think about this as like, the, why are you just doodling and not doing your work? Why are you doing this? And again, this is not something we want to do. So as mentors and teachers, we want to be careful that we're not putting people down or, or stopping them from being creative so they don't feel like that's something they can do. So I want to talk a little bit about this, this is something that is not directly related to this, but kind of is, and maybe we'll make a whole podcast about this one, but the idea of talent. So I think another reason why people say I'm not creative is because they don't necessarily have a lot of what we would call natural talent. There's some people that just take to something very quickly. They sit down at an instrument, they're playing a song almost immediately. They grab a paintbrush, they're painting something that looks like the, what they're trying to create almost immediately. And these people, at least at the beginning, seem like they've got it all right there. Well, they're so natural at it. But the thing is, is that those that are truly successful as far as commercially and that stick with it generally are the ones that maybe doesn't have that up front, but do the work, right? There's this idea of doing the work. And this is where I'm kind of coming from. If somebody is constantly put down and thinking they're not creative, they're not going to take the time to do the work to get to the next level, right? So if they're doodling in the corner of their notebook and they really love to draw. If you're constantly looking at them being like, why are you wasting your time doodling and not giving them the support, then they'll never take it to the next level and get better at it and download a, a program onto their iPad where they can draw stuff or onto their computer or, or get a big sketchbook and some charcoals or take a class in it or just start experimenting and doing more. They're not going to do that because they're going to feel like, well, this is just a doodle. It's not me being creative. If somebody's taking lots of pictures with their phone and you're just like, oh, yeah, mm, you're putting filters on it on Instagram. Oh, you're not a photographer. Then they're never going to get to the point where they'll understand why it might be important to be able to get it right in the camera or know how the mechanics or, you know, technology of a camera works that can give them the best idea or how 
lighting might be important. They're not going to get to that point because you're crushing them at the beginning and making them feel like it's unpleasant. Now, going back to <laughs> other things I said before, sometimes you, you know they might do it to prove you wrong, which is which is pretty cool. But a lot of people aren't going to do that. Most people uh, tend to retreat back and go with the flow. So if they start to do something creative and they're pushed back, they usually will just fall back into what's comfortable because people want to be accepted, if not praised, at least not put down, right? So they want to feel comfortable, which means that, and we talked about this before, comfort is kind of the death of artistic. So we don't want them to feel comfortable in the way that like they're not going to change, but we do want them to feel motivated to do the things that will help them get to the point where they can say, yeah, I'm creative. What kind of creative stuff do you do? I doodle, I paint, I write poetry, I do some photography. Cool. You might not say, and I've had plenty of people say this to me, well, I don't consider myself a photographer because I don't do it professionally or I don't do it to a certain level. And that's kind, that's fine. You don't have to say that. I've said it before that, you, you, you know, part of it is part of being a photographer is saying I'm a photographer. But if you feel like, okay, I haven't quite reached those personal goals, so I'm not a photographer. But if you're taking pictures and you say, well, I'm not creative, then I don't see that connection. And I think what it comes down to is, again, this this idea that we don't want to be rejected. And that's because people, unfortunately, can be very negative. You know, if you take three things that somebody else did and you combine them to create your own thing, that's being creative. If you figure out the shortest way to get to the, your office by cutting down this extra block, that's being creative. There's lots of things that are creative. Maybe you might say, well, you're killing the the whole beauty of being creative by saying everything's creative. And sure, there are levels of what we'll call art, right? But at the same time, anything that you do where you're using your mind to think what they say out of the box, to change the norm, to go away from the flow, to improve, sometimes fail and do worse, this is creativity. And this is what we want to foster in people because that's where the arts will ultimately come from. If you're creative and you're getting positive feedback about the various, you know, the way you pack your lunch or the, you know, I don't know, just like random things throughout life you will be more open to showing the more personal thing that you want to do, which would be the art, right? The the images that you draw or the poetry that you write that you really don't want to show anybody because you're nervous that somebody's going to reject it. You'll be more apt to show that if you've been getting feedback on just general stuff. So I think this is just a call for maybe a bit of a little slightly different mindset is we need to start thinking not we're not creative. And when we hear somebody say that, we need to say, well, no, I, you sure you are. Remember when you, you know, figured out uh, how to make that, the brownies, even though you didn't have flour or, or whatever it was, you know, that was a creative solution to use the the oatmeal or whatever it was, right? These are the things that are creative. This is what the human brain is, right? This is what we're doing. We're creating all the time. We're solving problems in a cool and interesting manner. We're not just taking the the data that's coming into us like a computer and putting it back out. We're making connections that aren't there because that's how our minds work. And that is the creativity of being a human. You know, as I get all scientific here and I'm not a scientist. <laughs> See, I'm saying I'm not a scientist and I'm not. <laughs> so I, I get, you know, when I was a, a kid, a young kid, I think it was like maybe, I guess I was in second grade, so I don't know how old you are then. We were doing a, like a school play, like a thing where all the kids get up on stage and they sing or whatever. And I remember very distinctly that my teacher went around to everybody and she was like, okay, you're going to be here, whatever. And she said to me, you know, just move your lips. <laughs> like don't sing. Basically. She was like, you have a terrible voice. And 
this is a horrible, horrible thing to say to a young kid. And I, I, here I am, you know, 50 years old. And I remember from a long time ago, very distinctly being told, just move your lips, don't sing. And here I am now, I've got to get up in front of, you know, with my whole class, of course, they all heard her say that, but I got to get up in front of the whole school with all the families and parents and stuff there and just move my lips because I don't feel like I can sing because she's told me I can't. And this is somebody who's teaching music, right? Somebody who's supposed to be teaching. And I just find that to be really interesting. And it was very crushing to me. And I, and I and even though I love music, I stayed away from ever really singing, uh, you know, or doing anything like that for a long time. Not that I'm a professional singer, but it just, it turned me off from it, even on my personal life because of an early example of somebody saying, you're not creative in a certain sense, right? I can't sing, right? So this kind of thing is very harmful. And again, it it also is true for adults. You would be surprised how many people try to, you know, get into something artistic and then get some pushback from their friends. And I think sometimes when people do that, I should air quote friends there because come on now, uh, it's because in a sense, they're jealous. They're like, oh, why are you taking this, uh, you know, guitar classes? Uh, you know, you, you work all day and then, you know, Shouldn't you just go home and do your taxes or, you know, whatever people do, watch primetime TV? No, if you want to learn to play the guitar, if you want to be expressive, you should do that. You shouldn't worry about if you're not good at it right away. You shouldn't worry about if people are going to be like, why is somebody who's in their 40s now taking up an instrument when they should be, you know, I don't know what people in their 40s would do. <laughs> normal, normal people in their 40s, as they would say, normal, right? Air quoting. So, um, you know, I, I think that this is super important. Kind of on the other end of it, once I did gain that that support, when I was in high school, I had an amazing photo teacher, Mrs. Prince, who drank a lot of tab. So anyways, she, there was only like a photo one and two course. They were each half a year. And I think I took them into sophomore. She basically created for me every single semester throughout all of high school, additional photo classes that I could take because she saw that I was really into it. I really wanted to do photography. And when people said to me, my parents and such, and they were like, you can't do photography. It's not a job. You know, it's not a job. It's a hobby, blah, blah. You shouldn't go to college for it. Cause I really wanted to go to college for it. She went to bat for me, you know? And I, I will always remember that, that my parents went to the conference with her and I was like so nervous and they came back and they said, okay, let's start, you know, looking at photography schools because, you know, this teacher has said you are serious and, you know, even though I was saying, oh yeah, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, you know, you don't, they don't see, they didn't see the passion because maybe at that point in my life, I wasn't projecting to the, to the public all that I had to say about photography. I was keeping it to a small group, a safe group. In this case, my photo class, a handful of students who she was also, because she was running the class, she, you know, had a few other students in there. And basically this small group that gave me support allowed me to grow and to finally go to school and do photography. And when my professors in college were kind of crappy <laughs> to me because they were fine art professors and I wanted to do fashion, which they hated. That's a whole other story. I had the, the, the stamina to hold up to it. And I remember that when I very first moved, I quit my job. I moved to Florida to be a photographer. I had read all books about doing it, which would be the equivalent of watching YouTube videos now, you know, how to start a business. And I went down to like the premier modeling agency in South Beach I got an appointment and I walked in and I showed him my portfolio and the guy, like he touched it as if like, I don't know, like somebody had like 
it was dirty, flipped the pages really quickly, looked at me and said, you just wasted my time. And then got up and walked out and left me in the room by myself. If I hadn't had the support early on that told me I was creative, that told me I was good, that gave me the confidence to move forward, that would have crushed me. Instead, it made me work hard to create the right kind of images to actually end up shooting for bigger agencies than that one. And when they came to me later, when I was shooting magazine editorials to put their girls in the magazines, I still did because I don't hold a grudge. And the reality is that that helped me. It helped me because it gave me a slap in the face. But if that had been an early person, if I had gone to my photo teacher and said, hey, I took the two semesters of photo, I want to continue. And then she looked at my work and said, no, you're just going to waste my time. Then that I may never have been a photographer. But because she said, if you really want to do it, if you're passionate about it, I will create these extra classes that you can do. And that way you can continue to grow and work as a photographer and get better. So what we want to do is recognize when people are showing creativity and we want to give them the support. This is super important. And I know that I'm mostly referencing young people, but the reality is it happens earlier. I have so many people who talk to me through my YouTube channel and through here that are older that want to do photography later in life. And they have the same problems. It's like being in high school again. You know, it's like, here I am. I've been working successfully. I've achieved this. Maybe my kids are in college. I feel like I can take a risk again or I'm retiring and I want to get into photography and all the people my age and whatever are saying, oh, you can't do that. That's just a hobby. You still get it, right? So it's not something that goes away when we're young. We need to put up a wall against it, but better, better than just telling the artist to put a wall up is to tell all of you out there, support people, tell them they are creative point out those things they're doing that are creative, help them if they ask for it, give them positive feedback. Again, don't blow smoke up there, you know, but at the same time, give them feedback. Hey, that's great that you're trying to do that. You know, I really love photography. I love your enthusiasm. I, oh, that's so cool that you are drawing these cartoons and stuff. That's great that you're learning how to play an instrument. It's awesome to be able to put ourselves out there to create to learn, to grow in the arts, because that is so important. This is what helps keep us special, in my opinion, and not just one of many, as we've talked about before. If you've been enjoying this podcast, and I know I enjoy doing it for you, uh, please give the podcast a rating if you haven't already. Uh, five stars is ideal, of course, and a review. Write a little review about what you like about the podcast, maybe what you'd like to see about the podcast. All that stuff helps get it in front of more people, and speaking of that, please share this. If you are part of groups that have, you know, photo groups or creative groups that you're part of or business groups, LinkedIn, Twitter, let's get the podcast out there. Let's get it in front of more people. I would love to hear feedback from more and more people. And as I've said before, you can leave feedback here by either using the Anchor app. There'll be a link in the show notes. You could also send me an email, adoramavoice at gmail.com. You could attach a voice message and I'll play it. Or you can just send me an email and I will read part of it or all of it, depending on what you like. Adorama supports this podcast and you can support them by going to Adorama.com and purchasing any of your photo, video, and audio needs. Also check out Adorama.com slash create no matter what. There's all kinds of great contests on there where you can win tons of gear. I'll talk to you soon.